This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. James straight bowled him! He's bowled him! Smithy's Cricket Update, thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand. And we want to talk some T20 World Cup because the Black Caps with yet another impressive performance against Shanker on Saturday. Good, we actually got some cricket in given all this rain that's floating about Australia. And uh, it's a big thanks to Big Barrel. Be our mate and join Big Barrel Mates Club. And we've got the Black Caps bowling coach Shane Jurgensen on the line now. G'day, Shane. Good morning, Sam. How are you? I'm doing very well, mates. Firstly, it must be pretty good just to get another game under the belt, given what we've seen with all the weather and and games being abandoned and whatnot in the World Cup. Just good to to actually play instead of sitting in the dressing rooms? Yeah. Oh, look, we've just arrived in Brisbane and being uh, uh, originally born here, it was great to get out of Melbourne, to be honest. Yeah, so uh, (laughs) there's a lot of rain down there, a lot of interrupted games and games that haven't gone ahead. Um, and yeah, fantastic to, to play and have a good result against Sri Lanka the other night. How, um, how I guess, frustrating is it, Shane, you know, just, just from a playing perspective, preparing for a game, getting into that sort of game day mentality, only to, you know, sort of be sitting in the dressing room and, and finding out the game's been abandoned? Oh, yeah, certainly an anti-climax. Um, there's a lot of preparation that goes into these games from players, that their physical and, and mental preparation and, and, and the support staff all those little things, but, you know, that's part of cricket and it certainly won't go away anytime soon. But, uh, you know, you sort of move on to the next game as quickly as you can and you, you, you sort of, once you jump on that flight to go to the next venue, just, you, just your focus quickly shifts. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about the game that, that you did play Saturday night against Sri Lanka. 65-run win, highlighted by, of course, uh, the 104 from Glenn Phillips when the Black Caps were 15 for three. Um, I'm not sure how nervous you guys were in the uh, in the dugouts. It certainly was nervous here as, a, as an NZ cricket fan, but uh, Glenn Phillips surely uh, you know got you guys out of trouble pretty early. must have been pretty impressive to watch him from the dugout. Oh, yeah, definitely nervous. <laughs> no, no doubt about that. You know, Sri Lanka... Always a threat with the ball, dangerous team in world tournaments, and have a good, you know, rich history of success. So, you know, the spinners had an impact on us early and bowled really well, put us under pressure. But yeah, the the, the rebound from us uh, was absolutely fantastic. The partnership between Daryl and Glenn, and the way that Glenn played, you know, that was a obviously he's, he's been a you know quickly proving. To be a match winner for us, and he did it again with an impressive hundred. And some of his striking and the power was just amazing. Mm, yeah, it was a phenomenal knock from him. Um, want to ask you a little bit about the the wickets we've seen in Aussie so far, but it looked a little bit slower on Saturday night. Just from a bowling perspective, was 167 sort of close to the total you guys were wanting to defend? Oh, I think once we sort of get to that sort of total in T20, you're always uh, around that par score, and I think. 
um, you know, when you can sort of look at uh, the way, you know, boys judge a wicket after both teams are probably batted on it. I think, you know, in the end that was probably above above par. So, mm. you know, it was really good for us to do that. And it's, it's, un, it's quite unseasonal weather here in the moment in Australia. Like, uh, you know, um, I'm ringing up my wife back home and it's, it's, it's warmer there than it is here. So um, there's a lot there's a lot of rain in Melbourne and Sydney and has been over the last sort of month. So the wickets are probably maybe a little bit um, sort of not, not underprepared, but they're just a little bit affected by the weather. So yeah. uh, they just haven't had the sunshine. So yeah, certainly wickets that we've had to adapt to. And, and this next game against England, the wicket, you know, warm weather here. So all of a sudden, what effect that has on the wicket, we've just got to make sure that we can adapt it the best that we can. One thing that um, I've been really impressed with, Shane, over the last two games is the contribution from the bowlers. And it's not just, you know, one or two guys getting all the wickets, but it's spread across the board. And um, we've obviously kept the opposition to, to very low totals. What, what are you sort of putting that down to? What are we getting right from a bowling perspective? I think what's fantastic with our bowling group, we've got an experienced bowling group that have played with each other for a long period of time now and, and at, at world tournaments. And um, I think, you know, that, Last year, we made, the, as you know, the final of the T20, and a year later, we've got another T20 World Cup, which is it's great to consistently have that same group of bowling units. And I think for us, we've got the options across in variation. So, you know, the, the threat of Tim and Trent with a new ball, if it's swinging, um, or, and not swinging, you know, the, the way that they've evolved their games. The other night, it wasn't swinging as much as the other games, and all of a sudden, they're bowling fantastic slow balls, slow ball bounces, um, and just using the seam or hitting the wicket hard as opposed to swing, the way that they adapt their game. And then you've got the pace of Lockie, and then you know Mitchell sat there, and and he showed you have both been very highly ranked number one in the world, I think, in his format. So um, yeah, we've got the options covered, and, and James Neesham hasn't really had to have much of an impact with the ball yet, or the opportunity because the guys have performed well. Something that I've always sort of been um, been curious to know, uh, Shane, you know, being a bowling coach, how much time and effort do you guys put into working through situations or scenarios? Is that something you do in training? Is it something you sort of do in a just a, a round table session talking about, you know, if we're in this hole, this is the strategy here, or if we get down to the final over, this is what we're going to do? Or do you just sort of leave that to the players to do when they're out there on the field? Uh, I think there's a combination of both. We, we trust the guys. Um, very experienced players that we've got now, but we certainly have shifted our focus a lot to trying to control the what-ifs. So if plan A is going really well, we're executing um, and we're on top of the opposition, that's, that's, you know, that's not easy, but you know, that's, that's something of that the guys, that, that's playing to our strengths. Mm. Um, and then what, something that we certainly uh, focus a lot more on probably in recent months is, is our plan other options to the, to the, to the opposition batters and, and how, how does that look? Um, how can we restrict them and, and just try and control as much as we can? So um, that's, there's certainly a lot of uh, homework that goes in behind the scenes because you want to try and cover any, you know, a, a batter comes out, starts striking the ball well, that, that one over can change the game. And that's the, the threat of T20 cricket, the excitement of it. You know, I mean, if you look at our game again the other night, you know, 25 for three, I think roughly we were. Then Glenn Phillips and all of a sudden hits a few fours and then all of a sudden the momentum seemed to shift. So uh, it, it, it can, the game can change so quickly. So you need to cover those bases if you can. Yeah, and some big hitters are coming at you tomorrow night in the form of England. We know how good they can be in World Cups, probably that island result withstanding. What, uh, what's going to be the key tomorrow night for us to go three from three? 
Oh, for us, it'll be, again, adapting to conditions and new ground. Uh, quite a big ground. Um, there's one boundary that's quite quite short normally at the Gabba, just from my experiences of playing here a long time ago, and, and it's still the case. And I think for us, England are a you know, definite threat. They've got match winners all the way up and down there their list of players to play. So for us, it's, again, taking the confidence of what we've done so far. And, and, you know, there's been some fantastic history between the two teams as well. So, you know, with the test series that we played this year and, um, you know, looking at some old footage I came across of, you know, way back in 2008, 2009, like some controversial runouts that that, that happened and could have happened. So, yeah, it's a certainly a, a, a game that we're excited to play. They're always a, a really good team, the two good teams that match up well. So, you know, we can control those moments and control their dangerous players and put them under pressure. Well, that's what we're, we're hoping to do. And that's a really good start to, for our process in the game. I'm glad you didn't bring up uh, a certain game three years ago, Shane, that which shall not be spoken of on this uh, on this particular show, so I appreciate that. Um, World Cups are, are, are very <laughs> World Cups are very demanding tournaments, you know, a lot of a lot of um, games in a short space of time. Something I wanted to to ask you is how much of a successful World Cup campaign is built on preparation leading into a tournament versus building momentum and combinations as the tournament goes, or is it just sort of a mix of both? Oh, it's certainly a mix of both. I think there's certainly a level of preparation that goes into it in terms of looking at numbers and stats and of the games. And the advantage of here is that, you know, compared to last year where we're in Abu Dhabi and Dubai, you know, there wasn't as much cricket potentially that's played at the, compared to the grounds here with the BBL and, and obviously Australia playing here. So you can sort of get a bit of a map, um, map out sort of the scores, average scores, stuff like that. That's, that's really important. Um, and then, you know, hopefully you get off to a good start and you get some wins. You build confidence around your your strategies and your processes. And and then on the on the night, it's just about adapting. And as you saw the other night, the wicket was certainly offering a little bit to the bowlers. Um, and normally in Sydney, you, you probably don't get that as as much as what you did the other night. So again, then you just got to adapt your game and uh, with the bat and the ball and 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 with the fielding is a really important. Uh, part of the game as well in T20 cricket, no doubt. So, yeah, it's sort of certainly a, a combination of both. Yeah, and just um, just before we let you go, Shane, as the tournament does go on and, and these wickets, you know, do start getting played on a little bit more and uh, maybe conditions start to change as well, how much, I guess, emphasis uh, do you think is going to be placed or how important is it going to be to have those spin bowlers really in their groove? And uh, I guess for us, that, that's East Sodium, and Mitch Santner. Oh, yeah, certainly. The big grounds in Australia, you need... To have your spinners, you know, play, not just playing, but obviously, but playing well and making use of the, the ground dimensions and the sizes, that's the advantage. Um, you know, having those variations of attack up your sleeve, if you're just having all fast bowlers, uh, that that can be a little bit sort of um, predictable, I suppose, but having the spinners and the quality of spinner that we have now with, you know, the, the Mitchell Satner's ability to sort of watch the batter and adapt his game at the last second when he delivers the ball and is always a threat and then Eish's ability to turn the ball both ways so those are going to certainly come in their own with the warmer weather starting to hit now and um, you know we our next lot of games we've got the Brisbane here big ground um, you might sort of look for the, the bowlers that, or spin bowlers they might get more bounce and spin so you've got to adapt to that and then all of a sudden you go to Adelaide and it's more like the an oval similar to Sydney very long straight so you've got to Make, make those adjustments potentially with your lengths and then 
from there, we're either going to be staying in Adelaide for the semi and if we, we make it through, and um, or we're going to go back to Sydney. So, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, things that could potentially happen over the next week. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we wish you all the best, um, Shane, tomorrow night, of course, against England and throughout the rest of the tournament. It's been very exciting so far. Great to see uh, the boys uh, hitting their straps early on. So uh, all the best for tomorrow night, mate, and, and good luck for the rest of the tournament as well. Thanks, Sam. Have a great day. Thank you. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.